You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Tanya Pinkins. Welcome back for part two of my conversation with Brian Myers Cooper. And actually, it was the day of the uh, the day after the election. Oh, the day after. Oh, 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 that one. That's the vote I'm talking okay, about. Okay, so so that vote. Oh, yeah, I know that vote. Um, yeah, so, that's the vote I'm so talking the, about. So the so what you're talking about the day after the election, I walk in for a nine o'clock um, caucus, which is a, a meeting just of our negotiating team. We weren't meeting with the other side, uh, and we were going to discuss what we had done the day before, the or you know just prior, um, and decide how to move forward, what we were going to counter with, what we were going to, and uh, and I walked into a, a funeral home. I mean, yes. people were people were devastated. People yes. were crying. People and. Uh, and I have been keeping this team together and focused and moving forward yes. for, for months now yes. at this point. Um, and, and, and they were we, just ready to and cave. We were, and we were, and we had only just gotten to the point where we actually had leverage because the contract was about to expire. Yes. And if we, and oh my, yes. so, so that, that day, yes. that day, uh, I sat down with our chief negotiator before we started before we sat down and 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 convened, and uh, um, here's here's what most people don't know about that 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 was not a one size fits all. Let's screw the public. Let's get all the money we can out of these tiny theaters. Kind of negotiation. It was a really nuanced approach. Um, and one of the things that that set us up um, was. Uh, the fact that New York State had increased the the uh, minimum, minimum wage, wage by sixty six percent over yes. those three years, so everybody so, was going to have to go up. Well, well, the people at the top, uh, people with people at the bottom, you know, the, like these tiny theaters like Women's Project, and um, so they they were going to have this huge increase, and they weren't quiet. They weren't crying poverty. They weren't saying, "Oh my gosh, we're going to have to close our doors." I didn't hear a peep from them, mm. frankly. And we were reaching out to them, saying, "Look, we we get this," and but at the same time as this uh, the big Basement is coming up. Um, the sub basement uh, is coming up. Um, we're not going to allow uh, the top and the middle to then only go up incrementally and then cause wage compression. Um, at What's the, at, wage compression? Mean, I, yeah, y'all talk about that and then understand the thing. You know, if you're if you're gonna if you're all of a sudden gonna value people at the bottom sixty six percent more, um, and then you're gonna tell the people at the top they're only gonna get. Uh, at the top tiers of at theaters making uh, that had much larger budgets and are much 
uh, larger operating um, expenditures. And you're going to tell them that the differential between the bottom tier, which formerly was a minimum wage to a couple hundred dollars more, um, was all of a sudden going to be like $50, a $50 premium from the bottom of, to the to the top tier. Right. It was like, no, no, that's not that's that's not how that works. Um, if if New York State has has pushed us into the future where we can finally say that minimum wage is $15, then what that means is um, those things above that that we had already deemed not to be minimum wage um, need to be appropriately placed above that. Mm -hmm. And that the people at the top um, also need to take uh, take heed that there is a correction going on here. Mm -hmm. And if we're saying minimum wage is going to go up by 66%, I'm saying that I'm saying all y'all's um, uh, salaries, which in that arena were stagnant and and inadequate, um, based on you know the the budgets of those institutions. I mean, the public and New York Theater Workshop and and Signature they could afford to pay a lot more than they were, but they weren't because they they created theaters that had 199 seats, which meant they didn't have to pay any more than that bottom tier, mm -hmm. um, and that that was a a big goal of mine was to, and it was successful. It was, it, it was, it was, it was enormously um, successful. I, I look back and I'm like, wow, we we actually did that. Did it, something that hadn't been done in 45 years without a strike. Uh, we, yeah, we, although uh, we were very, very close to that. But we didn't have but to. But we no did strike. not have to. We did not have to. Um, and we, uh, although. We did not get the numbers that that we held on to for so very long. We got bigger numbers than eighty three percent in forty five years. Eighty three percent the percent over four and a half years. Eighty three percent. And that was the end of both of us on the union. Um, it was. <laughs> it was. So so I handed you know we 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 handed them this huge huge victory, um, and. Uh, a new model for how to look at institutions in a bargaining unit individually, as opposed to just negotiating to the middle and letting the bottom uh, provide cannon fodder and, and cover mm -hmm. for the middle and letting the top just sort of wave wherever it, it, it Which is how up. the rest of the world kind of works, period. Yeah. And, and that's not, that was not our strategy. We, we negotiated very hard to, at the top um, and took care of the theaters at the bottom appropriately because, you know, they were already getting See? hit. And then the middle just needed to be somewhere appropriately in the middle. Um, and we finally did, did come to that. But how, how that's not continuing to be the model is, sort of escapes me. Because we're gone. I knew it had to be you, and I had to understand that. It was like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I just knew it was you. I, yeah. you there you, was a lot of, understandably, there was a lot of fear that day. I know, but you and, know. And, 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 um, and uh, I mean, I, I was not aware that you were uh, campaigning behind the scenes, but I talked a lot of people off ledges that week. Oh, I sent lots of emails. Um, you must I, have gotten it. I sent it to everybody. Anyways, but then there was no more you and me. And it's like, you, you yeah, was, we were done. <laughs> we were done. But you care so much still. I, I don't know that I care so much. I've just gotten mad at my union since that experience. I care so much about the brave people who do what we do. I do care um, about actors. And, and if I can make that better, if I can make that easier, if I can... Uh, then I feel like I have to because I have the capacity to do that. 
I have the capacity to to make those uh, make those changes. I have the capacity to uh, come up with those ideas and and implement them. Um, so if I don't, I feel like I'm just I feel like I'm letting myself down. I feel like I'm letting my family down. My husband's an actor too. Um, I feel like I'm letting you down. Uh, and where does this I, sense of responsibility come from? Oh, that farm. Okay. I, you know, you grow up on a farm. You you never. I don't remember a time when I didn't have a life and death responsibility. Mm. I mean, if you don't if you don't get up at five and go feed your steer, you're in the middle of winter. Your steer is cold and hungry and maybe dead. Mm. Um, and you know, you you learn that that what you say matters, but what you do matters more. Mm. Because I can say I fed the steer, but that doesn't mean the steer isn't hungry mm. unless I did it. Um, and, uh, you know, so I learned early on that, that, um, that my, my actions had consequences um, and that uh, if people were listening to me, it was my responsibility to be truthful um, and helpful in any way that I can be. Is that something you're seeing from your students? Do you feel like that value that you were raised in, you're passing on and your students are getting it? Um, well, <laughs> well, they're certainly getting it from me. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know any other way to be that uh, other than generous and grateful. Um, I don't, so, uh, and certainly that's what I experience back most of the time. I mean, I think you, you find what you're looking for, right? Mm. You, you know, you, you're looking for your car keys, you find your car keys. <laughs> I mean, you may find a lot of things along I the way. No, I you, can't agree. I don't know if I can agree with that, Brian. I like, find a lot of shit. <laughs> well, you find a lot of things along the way, but then you find the thing you're looking for. So if you're looking for, if you're looking for generosity and, and gratitude, then you're going to find generosity and gratitude. And if you're not, that's probably not what you're going to find. Hmm. I'll have to think about that. Now, remember, I did call you to a sonnet. Oh. Sonnets. Because on your website, it invites us to a journey, <laughs> sonnet journey. So tell us about it. So, yeah. So some years ago, uh, I, um, I took a sonnet class at, uh, at Shakespeare and, and Company. I, uh, I did their month-long intensive, which was very intense. Uh, by the way, if you ever get a chance out there uh, to go to Shakespeare and Company in the Berkshires uh, for their January intensive, it is well worth your time um, and and the money that you'll spend doing it. Um, but there was a, a sonnet class um, taught by Dennis Krausnick, uh, may you rest in peace. And, uh, you know, the sonnets are because of the structure of the sonnet, those, those 14 lines, that, that, that very strict verse, um, they are densely packed. Like there's no straying. These, 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 these things are, these things are uh, blocks of, of, of stone uh, emotionally and linguistically, uh, more so than the plays. There's a, lot more, there's a lot more play in the play. There's a lot more freedom in the plays. Uh, but these sonnets... Uh, are just jam packed. Um, and there's no character. You're not playing, you're not playing Beatrice. You're not playing, you know, Coriolanus. You're, you're just you. <laughs> it's just you. Um, so, you know, you really have to bring yourself to the language and to, and to this, this, this emotional, you know, bomb, uh, that is the sonnet. 
Um, so, you know, we had this class and it, it was just part of this curriculum, but I fell in love with them. And about a year later, I lost my voice. You mean like speaking, singing? Uh, I could barely speak and I could not sing for about six months. Do you um, know what the cause was? Uh, apparently I dislocated um, my uh, arytenoid joint in my larynx. Uh, I didn't know you could do that, uh, uh, but it it froze everything um, and it took me... What was this joint called? The I believe it's the arytenoid joint. Um, it's what holds your... It's the joint that... Uh, that uh, holds everything together, holds the and folds together. And do we know together. how you did this? Um, well, it's a physical injury, and I think it had. Uh, I think it happened during a workout. Um, so, uh, but you know, uh, six months of of therapy and putting my voice back together, um, not knowing if I was ever going to act again, not knowing if I was ever going to do anything uh, on and stage do you sing too? again. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Okay. Um, left me wondering what my future held. And I was like, well, if I can no longer do this thing where I go in and ask for a job and audition and, you know, and, and do this thing that's dependent on other people picking me, mm. um, if I want to uh, continue in this, in this industry, I need to find something that is mine. Um, and I went back to those sonnets and uh, thought about thought about uh, how that made me feel. And so I started learning them, um, which was difficult because I didn't have the range in my speaking voice to, to really, to really do them. And um, you're learning them with the, the injured, you know, as yeah. repair for the voice. Yeah. I, 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 um, as, as, as freedom for the voice. I mean, because, and, and what is the process of getting this muscle to work again before we get to the sonnets? How uh, did you get this muscle that's frozen to work again? <clears throat> uh, a lot of relaxation. So I actually had a, uh, a vibrator that uh, worked with those muscles um, and and the interlaryngeal muscles, the actual muscles in your in your larynx <sighs> that that you really don't have control over uh, mm. in a way that you know we think of as our biceps, perhaps. Um, so I really had to crack that open and relax that. Um, oh. And uh, and then um, for a while, I, I couldn't match pitch. I was off by a third. I was, and, and my low note was like a low G, like below bass clef, low G. Wow. Um, and I was formerly a tenor with a high C. So, um, Ooh. I lost an octave and a half off my top. Um, uh, so I went to, a uh, a wonderful, wonderful teacher, uh, Mike Mitchell. And he, over a series of months, just very painstakingly, uh, impatiently put my voice back together. And what um, is Mike Mitchell's, what does he do? Uh, he's a, he's a voice teacher. I mean, that's, huh. and, and, uh, and he was recommended to me by my, uh, acupuncturist at the time. Cause I was oh. trying all kinds of things to like open this up, open, open this, uh, this area up and, and relax it so that I could really start to use it again. Um, and he, he, absolutely saved, saved my voice. Mm. Um, and with, within three months after four months, three months after I started seeing him, um, I was auditioning, uh, with, uh, an operatic aria. Okay. Uh, when my first audition back singing was, was mm. actually, um, that, uh, anyway, the sonnets, that's what, that's, that's what I started to do for me because I, could do it. 
um, and it wasn't dependent on someone picking me. And it was, I didn't know where it was going to take me. And then, and then. So you made a show of Sonic. I did. I, I, after I learned a dozen, I thought, oh, you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a pattern here. And there's a pound of flesh that each one of these sort of demands of you as a, a speaker. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there's a, there's a journey. Each one is sort of like a moment in a, in a person's uh, heart life. Um, and you know, those moments, there are 154 sonnets, uh, Shakespeare sonnets and, and they're in a specific order. Uh, but you know, my heart life did not, uh, occur in that order. So I started cherry picking and putting them together in an order that made sense to me for, for telling my story. And then I started doing that, uh, for friends in rehearsal studios um, that involved flashlights and, you know, being in the dark and, and, and people sitting there for an hour listening to me do like 35 sonnets. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, I had no idea what I was doing or where, where it was going. All I knew was, um, was that I had to do it mm -hmm. and I had to share it. Uh, and, and it was incredibly rewarding. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've gone on to learn almost half of them. Uh, the, my, my, my next goal is to do uh, a half marathon, like do 77 mm. curated sonnets uh, in sort of a interactive, uh, get my friends together and put them in a circle and, and, and uh, uh, do them that way. But, uh, but I've, I've gotten a little sidetracked lately, so it's... Uh, <laughs> um, I I still have like twelve sonnets to learn before of one hundred and fifty four of of the seventy seven. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, and I have. Well, you'd be like Taylor Mac, and you can do the twenty four hour sonnet. Oh my lord! I was listening to your interview with him, and, <laughs> and I, I I so regret not being in that audience. Well. Oh my gosh! I can't like camping out basically. Yeah. While this while this man performs for twenty four hours. It just it blows my mind. Yeah. Just blows my mind. It's pretty amazing. Um, and especially someone like him who has such, such a vibrant uh, lens mm -hmm. on the world mm -hmm. uh, that everything is frankly a revelation to mm. for, for someone as straight laced and, and <laughs> as, as I, as blonde-haired, blue-eyed virgin. What was it that you said you were? <laughs> Young, dumb, blonde virgin. Young, yeah, dumb, blonde virgin. I haven't, I haven't quite, <laughs> haven't quite, um, I have not quite uh, outgrown that, I guess. I don't know. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um. <laughs> you ready for the three questions? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not proud that I tried to cheat. <laughs> How did you try to cheat? Oh, I, I, I went back and I, I listened to, to all, the, all the episodes you... Oh, you thought you would get <laughs> the three questions. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's no. on you, Brian. Yeah, the three questions haven't happened yet. They haven't released yet. Yeah. So the Even three better, questions oh, are... And you know what? I might change them, you know? They, they, this is just, I've only done it with three people. You're the fourth person I'm asking the three questions. And, they, and I think I've done 23 people. So in the scheme of interviews that I've done, yeah. <laughs> the questions are, who am I? What is needed? And how can I serve? Oh, my. So the... Who are you? Who who am I? What is needed? And how can I serve? How can I serve? Wow, it's like you reached into my into my secret heart mm. and just pulled those out because mm. because um, I wrestle with those every day. Um, I wrestle with with. Um, not knowing who I am, but um, accepting or, no, manifesting who I am uh, in the world and uh, unapologetically and, um, and sharing wholeheartedly. And, and who that is... Uh, is evolving as fast as my two-year-old niece seems to be evolving. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I watch her and, and I see myself through a different mirror every time I see her. And, and sometimes I, sometimes I love what I see. And sometimes, um, I am challenged by what I see. So that's a moving target. Um, what is needed though, is that I never stop being curious about what that is and who that is. It's, um, what's needed uh, is that I do not bury um, or not acknowledge or um, withhold that which I am from the world. There's only one of you. There's only one of me. When we withhold that from the world, it is a supreme act of selfishness. Mm that will never manifest in the world in any other way. Mm. And if you're going to withhold it, um, wow, what a loss. And how dare you choose to inflict that loss on everyone else? Um, because you don't know. You don't know um, uh, who you touch mm -hmm. or how. So, you know, what is needed... Uh, and how can I serve mm -hmm. that? Um, 
Wow. So I was brought up um, to to be of service in a lot of ways. Um, and I, for some reason, people have always trusted me. People, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's the way I look, maybe it's some, some energy I give off, but people stop me for directions. People seek me out, strangers seek me out for advice um, on things. And they seem to think that I'm going to not lead them astray. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, for people who know me, people I do have contact with, people who um, I have always been a source of information and, and validation and instruction. Um, people, people trust me. And so, be, and so not, so living up to that trust was always, was a struggle when I, when I was younger. Um, I think, I think finding yourself in a position of responsibility, um, that you didn't ask for, um, is, uh, is a challenge. I, for me, it was a challenge when I was younger. Um, and finally it dawned on me that, uh, I didn't ask for it, uh, but I didn't ask for, you know, blue eyes either, you know. Uh, so y- you, you play the hand you're dealt, and if, and if you were dealt this trustworthiness, then you better fucking be worthy of that trust. Mm. So get to work on that. Um, so I have uh, spent a great portion of my life... Um, mentoring and teaching uh, in formal ways, but in small ways. Um, you know, a, a young kid I worked with in Summerstock or, uh, or who uh, came from a school in, uh, where a friend teaches in California, for instance, comes to the city, I take them to a little coffee shop and sit down with them for a couple hours and find out where you are, what are you doing, uh, what do you want to do, where are you living, how, you, how are you making a living, how are you taking care of yourself, um, you know, to navigate this city so that they can, so that they can, uh, be successful in tackling this, this thing called the yeah, music show. It forward, I call that. Um, and I, I don't know any other way of being, Me neither. frankly, I, I, I just don't. Um, anyway. Thank you, Brian. No, thank you, Tonya. Oh, it's such I was a so honored. It was so honored to, to be here. Well, I just I had a feeling that you were my other secret posse person in that room with our little silent vote. We, so thank you for coming and talking to us on <laughs> You Can't Say That. I'm Tonya Pinkins and uh, come back. Thanks for listening to You Can't Say That the show where you can. I'm Tanya Pinkins, and You Can't Say That is part of the Broadway Podcast Network, produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, edited by Derek Gunther, with music by Kat Dale. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast highly wherever you stream. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Tanya Pinkins. And to learn more, visit bpn.fm forward slash y-c-s-t. Stay safe. You is kind. You is smart. You is important.
you is dead. Tanya Pinkin's horror film, Red Pill, brings African-American perspective to progressive movement. We are a majority in this country, and we're gonna win the election. Do you know what the red pill is? A red pill is someone who infiltrates a group and then destroys them from the inside. This place is spooky. Some people like to live dangerously. Gas, why are you so jumpy tonight? You know what, guys? I'm gonna go back tomorrow. Did you hear about the creature woman that attacked a father and son hunting down here? I don't see the case. This place creeps me out. I think we should call the sheriff's office. The only people missing or dead are brown people. They're after all of us. What do we do, Amelia? We die. But we take some of them with us. Hi, I'm Tanya Pinkins, and I would love to hear from you. You can text me at 917-724-8998. Tell me what you're up to, and I'll let you know what I'm up to. Text me, 917-724-8998. Let's keep in touch. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.